by Celsius. Hope everyone had a great weekend. This is the first podcast of the week here on Monday. We have a very busy week coming up because Bucks minicamp starts tomorrow on Tuesday. We will preview what we expect to see at minicamp today before it gets going tomorrow. My name is Matt Matera. Joining with me is the face of Peter Report, SR Scott Reynolds. Scott, how are you doing? How was your weekend? I'm sure you're pretty happy that the Bolts won last night or yesterday afternoon. Uh, yes, uh, that's an understatement. Uh, Andre Pallad, goal! Tampa Bay Lightning! That was awesome. I was in the building. For those that, that don't know, I, I was in the building watching the game. Awesome atmosphere. The whole place was electric. A little, you know, back and forth between Lightning fans and Ranger fans. But it, it was great. It was such an entertaining game. I didn't, I called it. I said the Rangers are going to score on that power play to make it 2 nothing. I said yeah. the Lightning are going to score right after that. And I went... What did I tell you? I was, right. with, Ra- you I was with Rangers yeah. fans, so I was antagonizing them a lot. So I was like, what Good. did I tell you? But yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. It was a great, great time. That's awesome, yes. And you're right, uh, Matt, today is, is a great show because not only are we previewing what is uh, about to be the Bucks' mandatory minicamp, and we'll see a, uh, a friendly, familiar face that we haven't seen very much this offseason. That would be one Tom Brady. He will be there. We saw a whole lot of him today. <laughs> if you That's saw right. his uh, commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so we'll see Tom Brady um, at the mandatory minicamp. Uh, probably not going to see um, one of his partners in crime. Uh, that would be Rob Gronkowski. Uh, there's a chance, an outside chance, that he might decide to sign before the, minute, the mandatory minicamp tomorrow. I doubt that's going to happen. I think he's still in Gronk beach mode, off-season <laughs> mode. So I suspect we'll see him before the start of training camp. I think we'll see him get signed. Uh, I'm not going to rule out a signing here over the next 24 hours, but I would expect it really to be more so towards uh, the end of July when the Buccaneers are going to be um, getting ready for, for their training camp, their 2022 training camp, first training camp under Todd Bowles as the head coach. And, uh, and Matt, it's a Monday, and you know what that means. Uh, it means that in, in a, in gosh, about 17 minutes at 4:20 on Mondays, what do we do? We do this cool thing called roll call. Roll call. Yeah, are we want to know people. Yeah, where are you at? I know we got fans here in Florida, here in Tampa, across the state, across the United States, and in other countries too. I mean, we had people, someone from China last week. Yeah, or the last Brazil. Brazil. Uh, I think Germany. I saw Australia in there as well too. Yeah. Germany, which. Obviously, those fans will be excited because the Bucs are going there this season to take on the Seattle Seahawks. So, yeah, please, at 420, let us know. Tell us where you're watching from, and uh, we'll put the comments up on the screen as you're watching this show. So, yeah, it's a great way to get the fans involved, and we appreciate everyone watching. So, uh, yeah, make sure you're there, 420. You know where to be. That's right. And uh, Emmanuel was hanging out, waiting for the show to start. Guess he's early to the party. Well, the the party has started. It's Monday, so we greatly (laughs) appreciate that, uh, Emmanuel, and definitely go Bucks to you as well. Uh, so, so Matt, we had some some interesting uh, stories over the weekend, at a, a pretty good traffic weekend, and uh, we had some back-to-back stories. One was the SR's Fab Five column on Friday, and then Bailey Adams had a story up yesterday with some interesting Jamel Dean quotes, um, both of which are about the Rams and the Saints and how the Buccaneers can turn the tide, turn the tables because they've lost now three straight games to the Rams, including both last year, including that playoff defeat, 30-27 to at Ray J, that sent the Rams in route to the Super Bowl and winning it, and uh, the Buccaneers home a little early. And, and of course, Matt, the, the Saints losing streak, well, that that's, that's back to, to 2018. Matter of fact, the last quarterback to beat the, the Saints – in red and pewter was none other than Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's right. And we should wish a happy retirement to Fitzmagic, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He retired, I believe, on Friday. So yeah. news happened a little while ago. But, you know, obviously he's a career journeyman, um, played for multiple different teams. But it was definitely a special time when he was with yeah. the Bucs. Um, obviously, he got a little time to start when James got suspended. 
And he will be in Bucks history because of yeah. that post game where he wore Sean Jackson's jacket, right. sunglasses, uh, and chain. So Fitzmagic, and, yeah. And and the thing too is he also made NFL history with the Buccaneers, throwing for 400 yards in three <laughs> consecutive games to start that 2018 season, beating the New Orleans Saints on the road, winning the home opener against the Philadelphia Eagles, and then coming up just a little bit short on Monday Night Football against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that was was quite the 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 three game outing, and uh, uh, as has been the case with with Fitz Magic, the magic runs out. Like it's yeah, it know. goes from Fitz Magic to Fitz Tragic like very quickly. Very I've seen quickly. it. I've seen it like back with the Jets too. I remember yeah. Todd Bowles' first year. So it, you know this has to do with right. a little bit. Todd Bowles' first coaching season, the the Jets went ten and six, but they need to go eleven and five to make the wild card. It's one of those right. weird years where a lot of teams were in the mix. So they had to beat the Bills. The last week of the season that's to right make the playoffs. and the bills were not a good team at the time and it was a close game and fits through an interception like late in the game where they could have just kicked a field goal he threw a pick in the right. end zone yeah and that was the fits tragic but um yeah a, a great career so congrats to him a lot of exciting and entertaining times with him for sure but to get back on track with yeah. the you know fits beating the saints and bucks having their issues with the saints that was my early days at Peter Report. I was like mm-hmm. just starting to intern. That's right. That's at right. Peter Report. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I think we might have something here. And then obviously <laughs> everything went off the rails. But yeah, obviously the two teams that have been a, a thorn in the Bucks side, without question, has been the Rams and the Saints. I was actually at the last time that the Bucks beat the Rams. That was on the uh, on the road in L.A. In LA Myself, yeah. Mark Cook, and Trevor Sikama were, That's right. were all there. That was a crazy game. Shaq Barrett had interception. <laughs> and Dom Sue. Had a scoop and score. It was like yeah. unbelievable. It was a, it was 55 a to 40 was the final score. Yeah. That game. <laughs> and we were just yeah. talking about the, the, the Fitz Magic win in New Orleans against the Saints. That was a shootout too. 48 to 40 was the final in that one. So the Buccaneers, last time they beat the Saints and last time they beat the Rams, they had to put 40 plus points on the board to do it. You know, yeah, actually 48 points or more is what it took. So yeah, uh, Tom Brady better, better loosen up that shoulder and, and get it ready because, uh, and hopefully they don't need that many. Hopefully Todd Bowles can, can figure out a way to stymie both of those teams. But you know what he did last time against the saints, man, the, the saints won nine to nothing in Tampa Bay. That was one of the best defensive performances all year by Todd Bowles and the Bucks defense. They just could not muster up any offense whatsoever in that game. Yeah, and that was the infamous Chris Godwin injury game as well, too, that ended his season. I remember I was talking to someone recently, and they're like, yeah, we went to one game last year. It was uh, it was the Saints game. It's like, oh, damn. Yeah. Like, of all the games to go to, you know, that that was the one game where it was a dud for the Bucs. But going back to Jamel Dean's story, too, obviously yeah. Tom Brady's going to have to be ready. But I really thought – and, Scott, you asked a couple of players about, you know, what's been the issue and – Almost all of them were like, damn, that's a really good question. I wish I had the answer. Yeah, I know you asked Shaq. You asked Cam Braid a couple weeks ago. Uh, Jamel Dean as well, too. And I really liked what Jamel Dean had yes. to say. He said, um, I just think – this is him. I just mm-hmm. think that when we play those two teams, we just get so emotional toward them that we don't play our game. So yeah. we just get undisciplined and just start making costly mistakes. When you play those teams, it's all about who makes the least amount of mistakes. Mm-hmm. We just get so emotional because it feels like a rival a rivalry game. So they just keep their composure, and we just lose yeah. ours. I think that's a great point. Shaq Barrett talked about, too, that we didn't get sacks against the Rams. We didn't get turnovers against the Saints. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing that you could point to, especially when you look at the reasons why they've lost to the Saints and look at the yeah. victory that they had against them in the playoffs. Right. When Antoine Winfield Jr. punched out that ball, on the tight end, and they recovered. It changed everything. The yeah. Bucks won the turn. I know it's cliche, but the Bucks won the turnover battle that mm-hmm. game, or at least went neck and neck with them with the turnovers, and that's why they well, defeated the Saints and went on yeah. to win the Super Bowl. They picked off Drew Brees three times, right? I mean, it, it's been it's been both. The Bucks' offense has has imploded. It, they just haven't put enough points on the board, a la the, the goose egg they put up with, when they played the Saints the last time. But if you look, Tom Brady has not played that well in those games, but that's only half of it. The other half is the defense has made those quarterbacks, whether it's Matthew Stafford or Drew Brees for some of those. or Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon, yeah. They've made them look really good. And, and you know, Shaq Barrett had one sack and one interception against the Rams, and that was in 2019 out there in the game you were at. And, and since then, he has done nothing in terms of splash plays, and he owned it. but. 
he's not alone. So the defense really has to step up because that was the key. I think the running game against the Saints in that in that playoff win in New Orleans mm-hmm. was key. But then on the defensive side, they got the takeaways, right? They got the three interceptions. They got – I mean, Drew Brees' last pass was was intercepted by Mike Edwards, right? That was all she yeah. wrote. So mm-hmm. that's what you're going to have to do if you're the Buccaneers to beat those teams. And some really good insight into the numbers and the quotes – whether it's the Fab Five with Shaq Barrett or whether it's the the story that Bailey Adams did with Jamel Dean. So be sure to check those two out because, I, again, some really good insights into there. And you know what's so funny is Jamel Dean, just with his personality, he kind of comes across like a goofball, doesn't he? He had the great line. But he speaks like, the truth. You yes. Know? He, first of all, his greatest press conference of all time was after the Jets game. Because remember, him and Sean Murphy Bunting, yes. they had to take their own separate flight because they were on the COVID list. And then that that's why right. it was late and everything. Yes. Go back and watch that. It was an incredible story. But Jamel Dean was yeah. very funny, too, yeah. last week when we spoke to him. Because we asked him, and we've asked a lot of these players, you know, what's the difference now with Todd Bowles as, as the coach? And he was like, hey, he's the same to me. He's up my butt all yeah, the right. time. And it's, <laughs> exactly. And, Yep. You know, it's just the, the sheer honesty I, I really appreciate because I understand some people or some players might be afraid to say certain things because, you know, things get taken out of context. Right. But Jamal Dean was just straight and to the point, And, yep, he's he's very hard on me. And yeah. uh, he's always been that way. So Yeah, cool and, and it's it's been fun to see the growth of Jamal Dean as, as someone who interacts with the media. And it's been different for us, right, because – the, the first time, only time we've been in the, in the locker room was during his rookie season in 2019. You know, yeah. the last two years because of COVID, we have not been able to be in the locker room. So our interaction with Jamil Dean has been the once in a while Zoom press conference, right? Or, or mm. last year, if the team made him available outside where they did interviews. But it's not like you could go up to Jamil Dean a couple times a week, neither you know, catch him on the record or just have an off the record conversation with him, get to know him a little bit. But this was a guy who was really kind of tight-lipped and a little unsure of, of himself, maybe his rookie year. And then he's really kind of blossomed to this guy that just, I'm going to tell you the truth in my own unique way. Yeah, absolutely, Scott. I, I think more than anything else, he's just he just feels more comfortable with yeah. himself. And I remember, too, when they first drafted him, granted, you know, he's a rookie. He's probably never done a vast, uh, you know, press conference like he did. Actually, it was a phone conference, like right after right. – right after he got drafted and he was speaking and he like, the only way I can describe it is that he was talking and it sounded like he was going to transition into like saying something else. And he just abruptly like stopped. Yeah. And everyone was like, uh, like, what is he, (laughs) is he he still talking to the point where he was like, hello, like, is everyone there? Hello? Like we all just paused. We didn't know what to do, but (laughs) now he's, you know, knocking out home runs of, uh, of interviews and press conferences. So it's great to see with Jamel Dean. And obviously it's going to be, a huge season for him. We talked a lot about him, SMB, Mike Edwards, yeah. all in the last year of their deals, looking for that second contract. And that's another thing Jamel Dean spoke about, too. We mentioned it last week on the show, but he's using it as motivation for the fact that I may never play football again if I don't yeah. get a contract after this. I think even if he has the worst year, he yeah. would end up signing somewhere. But, yeah. you know, it's, people are motivated in different ways. And if, You're if right. you have the fear of, I will never play football again. Yeah. I think, you're I think have we a pretty played that game. last week. It's worth playing again, just because it's, it's good. Just because we're on the topic of Jamel Dean. So here we go. About it. And just got there and played football. How, how do you, uh, you know, I use that motivation because I'm treating it as if this could be my possible, my, my last year, probably ever playing football again. So can't take anything for granted. So I just got to give them all. Is it different than a year ago or anything like that? Or is that something new for this year? Uh, I did it towards like the second half of the season, but this year is like, yeah, now it's for real now. <laughs> so I just got to just, you know, improve my game just so I could just leave off, just energy off a good note. Well, it's one of the key words now. that, what's that? I, I was quoting what he said, it's yes. for real now. Yeah. Well, one of the key words that, that Jamel Dean said in there, uh, and, and it brings us to the, the title sponsor of, the Peter Report podcast, which is Celsius Energy Drinks. What are you rocking today, man? I got the sparkling, what is it, orange pomegranate. Yeah, this is the second one uh, I've had. This is the Fuji Apple Pear. I'm really on a Fuji Apple Pear cake. I know orange was my number one. Honestly, orange is number two now. For whatever reason, I'm just digging this Fuji Apple Pear. I still have apple juice as a kid, mm. uh, but it, you know, apple juice is too sweet for me to drink now. This is a because this is sparkling. It's got a great balance of enough sweetness of the apple and pear, but it's not overpowering. And of course, Matt, 
the, the best thing about Celsius uh, is is the flavor. To me, it's it's exactly what you want in terms of the flavor. The peach tastes like peach. That's peach vibe, of course. Grape tastes like grape. Um, wild berry tastes like a, you got a bunch of berries in your mouth. But folks, the interesting thing about this is, did you know that Celsius has seven essential vitamins in each can? And of course, no preservatives or artificial flavors or colors and zero sugar. So what that means is you're going to get the energy to live fit, the essential energy that you need, but you're not going to have that sugar crash. The reason I had two today is not because Celsius doesn't work. It does. The first one woke me up this morning. I'm going to have a workout after the show, heading to the gym, and Celsius powers my workout. Uh, every single time I hit the gym, I, I try to smash a Celsius. It, it works like nobody's business. Make sure that you check out the new Arctic Vibe flavor. It joins the Tropical Vibe and the Peach Vibe and the Vibe flavor family. And make sure that you're ordering them on Amazon. Go to Amazon, hit the subscribe and save uh, feature, and they'll ship them right to your house and you'll save some money. So Celsius, highly recommended. Appreciate Celsius sponsoring the Peter Report podcast. Another player that we will see this week that is also sponsored by Celsius is uh, Leonard Fournette. That's we are right. going to see Leonard Fournette for the first time this season. There's a couple of players that we'll see for the first time. Tom Brady, as we mentioned, yep. Leonard Fournette, uh, Mike Evans, and yep. Donovan Smith has been there, but he hasn't been there when OTA, like when the media has. Correct. Um, but yeah, he'll be in attendance as well, too. But defensively, with the exception of Vontae David, everyone's been there at least one time. But yeah, I'm excited to see Leonard Fournette in particular because, you know, he just signed the new deal. Yeah. Um, he's got Rashad White there too. So I'm mm -hmm. not saying it's competition, but just another another player in the room that I'm sure yeah. Leonard will be a great teammate too. But I also think it wouldn't shock me if Leonard's got a little chip on his shoulder being like, all right, like I see there's someone new in town. This is still my job. So yeah. I, I'm excited to see and Leonard Fournette. I think the other guy that has a chip on his shoulder because of the addition of Rashad White um, is is Keyshawn Vaughn, right? I mean, they just spent a third-round draft pick on him a couple of years ago. He's now in his third year. All of a sudden, they're drafting another running back in the third round. Yikes. You know, that's that's got to be a wake-up call for Keyshawn Vaughn to really go out there and have a good camp, you know. And, and I'm not – I don't have any rooting interest in anybody. Uh, if Keyshawn Vaughn decides to catch everything thrown to him in training camp and looks a little quicker and faster and breaks more tackles, great. We'll write that story. Uh, but we have yet to see it to this point. So in our view, Keyshawn Vaughn is who he is. And that's a guy that I think this team looks at as replaceable because they did spend that third round draft pick in Rashad White. And uh, it's up to Keyshawn Vaughn to prove the team wrong. Sure. And I, I think that is his role as, you know, the fourth string running back. Maybe we'll get in the game if, if there's injuries and things like that. But I also think that it's it's certainly an opportunity for him to to, to prove his worth. Or again, you know, he's not in a contract year this year, but next season yeah. he will be. So he still has a great opportunity to show some value, especially in this preseason where I don't really think we're going to see Leonard Fournette too much in the games. And Giovanni, Giovanni Bernard's a veteran, so I don't think right. they're going to play him in all three games. I also think, too, Keyshawn Vaughn, he's played a little bit of, of special teams. That's another way. Yeah. You know, we we saw guys like uh, he's these guys are younger, but like Grant Stewart is on That's this right. team because he's a special teams ace, as yeah. you like to say. There is there's nothing wrong with making this team just being a great special teams player. That's Pat right. O'Connor. That that's that's, right. that's how Pat O'Connor's made the team. Yeah. Rashad Austin Robinson. Yeah. yeah. Who uh, Cyril Grayson Jr. said is yeah. the fast. He's also good friends with him, and they right. were at they are both LSU alumni. But he yeah. did say. Rashard Robinson is the fastest player on the box. There's a That's lot of crazy. options. Yeah. But um, yeah, he gave a shout out to his guy there. So you know, it's interesting that that Cyril Grayson didn't say that he was. You know, that's what I expected him again. to say, but that's why he asked the questions. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, we, we had a little bit of news today. We'll get to that. Nothing earth shattering, but but uh, the gentleman on the on the right wearing 67, that's Luke Gedeke. Not Gedecky, like yeah. I've been mispronouncing <laughs> it all this time. It's Gedecky. No, I'm sorry. It's Gedecky. Gedecky. Yeah. Gedecky. 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 Get a key. Get a key. Thank you, Matthew. I need yeah. to practice on that. Uh, so, I, and I knew that because why? Because he signed his rookie contract today. He's signed, sealed, and delivered. And I would expect Logan Hall and Kate Otten. And who's next? Uh, Jake Camarda. Jake Camarda. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah, are the those three the that need three. to be. Need to be signed. I, I would expect they'll 
be signed pretty soon here. But uh, the other guy is, that's Robert Hainsey. He's competing along with Get a Key, as you would say, yeah, <laughs> for the left guard position along with Aaron Stinney. So uh, we've got we've got a little bit of Buccaneer news there to share. Still waiting on the Rob Gronkowski signing, but uh, again, we'll probably wait till till uh, July for that. But one thing we're not going to wait for, Matt, is uh, today's roll call. It's Monday. That's right. Roll call. Pewter people, tell us where you are watching this show from, and we will put it up on the screen. Like As we said before, we got fans all over the place. So yes. uh, really appreciate everyone doing that. And people are starting to yeah. put their uh, places in there. So we will start putting them on the so screen. So while you're doing that, I'm going to make a quick little pitch out there to all you awesome pewter people. We appreciate everybody who is tuned in to our live pewter report podcast during the week, Monday through Thursday at four o'clock in the off season. And we'll obviously have game day editions and all that during the season. But we also appreciate the super chats. We appreciate your support. And if you don't have a, a YouTube account, if you're not able to do super chats, or if you just want to donate in a different way, we have a, a place on our website on pewterreport.com backslash donation, where you can donate one of two ways, either a one-time donation for as little as $10 or as, as much as you want to give, or you can become a monthly donor to Pewter Reports. And we appreciate those uh, people that, that are our monthly donors. We've got several hundred of them. And you can donate for as low as $3 a month, $3, $5, $9 a month options. And, you know, we used to have a, a Pewter Report magazine back in the day where we had subscription revenue in addition to advertising revenue. Well, we don't have a paywall. There's no subscription to pewterreport.com. We, we will never have a paywall. So uh, we're, we're not going to charge people to come to pewterreport.com. It's always free. Same with our, our podcasts here. They're free. But if you'd love to subscribe uh, to our, our monthly uh, donation um, uh, group, you can do that. Or you can, again, do that one-time donation, and we greatly appreciate that. And it's at pewterreport.com backslash donation. And what do we do with that money? Well, we have a travel budget. We go to um, the Senior Bowl. We go to the Combine. Uh, the, the Combine. We go to the, the NFL owners meeting. We'll hit some road trips this year. Now that we are going to uh, you know, have a, a full year where there's no COVID restrictions, et cetera. And we hope to go to Germany as well. That's something we're, we're contemplating in the budget. So certainly appreciate all the help. Uh, whenever we do remotes, we need equipment. You guys come through with the Super Chat donations and also these donations, and they help out tremendously. So you, you can consider it like an internet tip jar, if you will. So we greatly appreciate all of the the gratitude and the donations that you've bestowed on us. So, and I also appreciate all the roll call there from uh, from around uh, around the globe here. Yeah, I saw sh shout out Finland. I saw someone yeah. say they were from Finland in there. Got people uh, in California as well too. So from East Coast to West Coast, North and South, uh, all over the place. So that's, that's awesome. awesome. Big Al says he's from Miami. Shout out Big Al. There should be a gym in my town. Big Al's. Everyone went to it. There you go. Where that started. Well, that's that's good stuff. Um, we also got some good stuff tomorrow. Again, we've got the the mini camp starting tomorrow. Three day minute, mandatory mini camp, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. These are our, our earlier starts, so we're going to have some content yeah. up for you on pewterreport.com even earlier, and we'll have recaps during our Pewter Report podcast tomorrow night before the Lightning game. So that's the cool thing. We'll be yeah. done before the Lightning <laughs> game. We're, we're not doing any primetime podcast this week. It's all four o'clock. So we'll have uh, the wrap up tomorrow. We're going to have uh, a look at, at day one. We expect to see Tom Brady there. Right? We'll get a look at, at Tom. And and then, uh, of course, on Wednesday, we'll have uh, day two of the mini camp analysis. So stay tuned to the Peter Report podcast. And make sure, if you haven't done so already, that you have subscribed to our Pewter Report YouTube channel. Hit the, the like button on our videos, whether it's this podcast you're watching or listening to, or whether it's any of the content that, that Matt and our team have put up from press conferences, or whether it's uh, a podcast that you might be listening to that isn't live, that, that you're enjoying at your leisure. That's the cool thing about Pewter Report TV. All of these episodes, Matt, they're right there on our YouTube channel, along with a lot of other great books content. Yeah, and you know we're cutting it up in different ways. Obviously, we have the full length, hour long, or however long we go. 
the, the whole episode of the podcast. Uh, we've cut it up into shorter clips as well, too, because I understand, you know, it's, sometimes it's tough to sit down and watch something for a whole hour. Your mind's right. racing. You're thinking about other things. You got other stuff to do. You're probably a busy person if you're, you know, in, in your life. So, again, we appreciate everyone for watching. But if you don't want to watch the whole hour, if you just want to see us talk about Logan Hall or Jamel Dean or Mike Evans, whatever the, the, the category is, uh, we cut that up into smaller pieces uh, as well, too. Yeah, Mr. Wright was up in there uh, talking a lot about having the magazines and the yeah. Brooks face of the franchise as well, too. And also, we're going to take a lot of video that, you know, we take uh, that we've been taking from our press conferences with the coaches and players. Yeah. And if there's anything that we think is of interest or that we think the fans might be interested in as, as well, we make sure we throw that on our YouTube as well, too, whether it's, you know, Rashad White talking about bringing his helmet home yeah. or uh, good stuff. On the podcast the other day, we talked about Warren Sapp, right. Warren Sapp um, coaching up Logan Hall. That mm -hmm. actually, we're getting close to 10,000 views. So yeah. thank you everyone for uh, watching that video. But nonetheless, we got tons of video all over the place. Podcasts, practice, press conferences, yep. a lot of people. And we're going to have a ton there. more content this week because we're going to have press conferences. And I, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm anticipating us getting Tom Brady at some point, whether it's tomorrow, Wednesday, or Thursday. One of these days, Tom's got to talk to the local media. It just it, gotta happen, right? Isn't it crazy too? Like Tom has he's been so busy between golf and yeah. you know the Brady brand. We see him all over the place. It's he's almost been, crazy. He's been too busy for us though, Matt. I yeah, but it's almost crazy that now it's like, okay, he's only gonna focus on football. <laughs> like yeah. that, that's all that's all he has left. He's you know, he's got yeah, he's got everything else going on too. And I was just thinking too, we might have to do this because we're in June, so we're halfway through the year, mm -hmm. but the beginning the whole start of 2022 up until now has been absolutely crazy for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, so yeah. I think like in, you know, a week or two, we should do a show along the lines of the top 10 craziest things that have happened to the Bucs this year, whether That's it's like true. the 27, three comeback to lose, like this Brady retiring, right. unretiring. I don't want to give away all the content right yeah, yeah, now, no, but yeah. I, like <laughs> in half <laughs> this, a year, there's been insane stuff. Already. This has been an off season, like, like no other. There's, there's no doubt about it. Absolutely. And I think it was sticking with Brady here. We're finally at the Brady point. You know, yep. uh, we talked a lot about Blank Abbott and Kyle Trask, and we will continue to do that because I think especially for Trask, he could be the future of the franchise. So we're going to yeah. keep talking about him. He could very well be the Buck starter next year. We don't know yet. But well, yeah, let's let's not let's right. not slight. You I, know, I'm not, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not I mean, saying if you see Campbell. there. Like Tom Brady, he's not tagging Kyle Trask like, okay, tag team, like you're in. This is you know, like wrestling, right? Like tag, you're in. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he's doing that to Blaine Gabbard. I think Dom might know something that we might not know, but we'll see. Yeah. But the point see I want to make, though, is obviously Tom has worked with a lot of these receivers. But yeah. one receiver that is new to his team, he hasn't practiced at OTAs, but we'll, we'll see this week. Something tells yeah. me with Tom in town that mm -hmm. you might want to start <laughs> – Filled in that chemistry as quickly as you can. But yeah. Russell Gage obviously is a yeah. newcomer on this team. So let's let's get to the list. You're exactly yeah, right. Yeah, sure. Here we go. So yeah, we talked about Tom Brady's return, right? This is you know this is the uh, the first and only look we're going to have at Tom before training camp starts. But uh, let's skip down to Russell Gage's return because Russell uh, it was not there the first week or so, and then we finally saw him. It's not like he was being absent, but he's dealing with a little bit of an injury that that uh, we haven't seen him, uh, you know, take the field and, and catch passes yet. Well, so we'll see if Russell Gage is ready to return to action. And like you said, having Tom Brady there, that, you know, are, are, you, are you hurt or are you injured? There's a difference, right? You can play hurt. If you're injured, that's a different story. So it, it'll be interesting to see if Russell Gage is indeed, is indeed cleared by trainers to get out there and catch some passes from number 12. And we spoke to Todd Bowles and he said, you know, it's not that serious. It's just, all right, you know, we're in, it was May at the time, but you know, we're in May, we're in early June. We don't need, <laughs> we don't need to, uh, you know, really push the envelope here and, and force anything with, with having him out there. Right. But again, I've seen on his Instagram too, like he posts videos of him like training and stuff like that. So yeah. I, I don't know how serious it could be, but I'm very intrigued one to just see how everything goes down with, Russell Gage working with Tom Brady. I'm right. sure he'll love it because every receiver has enjoyed catching passes from Tom yeah. Brady. I mean, no doubt. Yeah, who wouldn't? But, you know, with the understanding that Chris Godwin, we don't know how quickly he's going to be back. And we spoke about that a lot, whether it'll be during the preseason, whether it'll be a month into the regular season, worst case scenario. Cyril Grayson Jr. said that he thinks 
Chris Godwin's going to return sooner rather than later. He's, yeah, he picked Chris Godwin as his surprise player I know. of that's, the season. That's some, that's some great content. You and, and JC had a fantastic <laughs> show with Cyril Grayson. Folks, if you have not had a chance to watch or listen to the last Peter Report podcast we did, which was Thursday, yeah, we had Cyril Grayson on, and uh, that was that was some pretty revealing and eye-opening news, right? I mean, yeah, that's they, a, I mean, Thursday's become like the date to tune player, into the podcast. Yeah, right? Player Thursday. Yeah, we'll have to get <laughs> another good. player after this Thursday. We'll we'll find somebody yeah. to have on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, thank you for the kind words. And yeah, he was awesome, and he said he's running up to Chris Godwin's running up to 19 miles per hour. I thought that was surprising because I don't. <laughs> I imagine that's pretty fast, but that's why I yeah. asked Sarah. I was like, how how fast do you run? And he yes. said, 20 Great follow-up question. Because <laughs> I, I can't, track star, you know? Yeah, I want to know that. I can't quantify what 19 miles an hour is. I, all I knew is I can't run 19 miles an hour. I couldn't, if, you know, if, if my life depended on it. If, if it yeah. was like, like a wild animal chasing me, I, I'm just going to play dead. Because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to outrun whatever animal is chasing me. Especially, you know, 19 miles an hour sounds fast. So then when you asked... Cyril, well, how fast can you run? He's like, yeah, 22. I'm like, okay, well, crap. You're like a world-class sprinter. And, you know, you were talking about three miles per hour less for Chris Godwin. That tells me he's running pretty fast. And it's interesting that you talk about Russell Gage because we want to find out where he's lining up. And, you know, that mm -hmm. that's something that we did last week. We really honed in on our open media session day for the OTAs with Buck Safety Logan Ryan. Right. Where is he playing? Where is he lining up? And we found out that he was practicing exclusively with the safeties. Right. He's with with Nick Rapone and in the Bucks safeties. But then we also did see him at as as that nickel corner to it. Maybe that's because Sean Murphy Bunting wasn't there. Right. Yeah. And, and that was planned. It's like, OK, well, he's not there. So you're going to step in as the replacement. We'll see if Sean Murphy Bunting, when he returns, exactly how many reps we get from Logan Ryan in the slot. But Logan Ryan also did play a, a fair amount in in the safety positions as well. And he did blitz from the nickel position as well, too. Yeah. That was two weeks ago when SMB wasn't there. SMB right. was there last That's week correct. Yes. when we were in attendance and didn't really see as much. It was a much lighter practice just in terms of there wasn't as many um, – you know, veteran players, starters right. that were there. The secondary was actually pretty well represented. Everyone was there except for Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, so I, in my opinion, and this is, this is just me just making a uh, hypothesis here, a, a guesstimation. Right. I think he's going to be moved around all over the place. Like he might not, you know, he'll play 17 games. He might not be a yeah. quote unquote starter in every single right. game, but I think he's going to get significant playing time. I think he's going to move around. At safety, so Antoine Winfield Jr. can be moved in, in different ways. And yeah. we kind of talked about that, too, where Antoine Winfield Jr., we know he's he's versatile, but right. he's at his best when he's moving around all over the place, when yeah. he's blitzing after the quarterback, mm -hmm. when he's back there. And mm -hmm. I think it's important to move him around because he's one of your best players. Why not put him right. in, like, the most, I don't want to say crazy situation, mm -hmm. but we know Todd Bowles likes to dial it up and, and yeah. you know, throw the kitchen sink yeah. out there. I, I really think you're onto something here. And that's one thing we're going to look at, too, is not just Logan Ryan, but also – Antoine Winfield Jr., who I think he was there for one of the practices that, that we were at, but then yeah. not for the other. So we'll get a chance to see him and where he lines up, too. It might be a thing, too, and we know that Todd Bowles likes to look at matchups. It might be a thing where, where against this opponent in one week, you might see him predominantly lined up in the slot, lined up in the box, closer yeah. to the line of scrimmage for whatever reason, whether it's as a blitzer, whether it's in run support, or week two not week two, but the next week against another opponent, you might see him play more free safety. I, I think that's where Todd Bowles is going to be using Antoine Winfield Jr. the most is where he needs him, where those favorable matchups are. And so that might really vary week to week. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the game plan for Antoine Winfield Jr. and the Bucks defense against the Cowboys is going to be different than when they play the Rams or, you know, right. whoever else they against the Seahawks or, or, uh, the Falcons. It's going to be different, you know, yeah. week in and week out. It's just a matter of, you know, what pick Todd Bowles is going to make in terms of the defense. Yeah. And a great pick that you can make is by picking your team for best ball mania three and the $10 million or $10 million in prizes at underdog fantasy. Uh, you guys, the, first of all, the earlier you pick the better because last year they had a winner 
picked their team in June and they won $2 million in prizes. And the reasoning for picking your team earlier, I understand like the season goes on, the later you are into the summer, like you start picking up on players, but that's when all the news about, you know, the, uh, the underdog, the, the unsung hero that is going to be a great fantasy pick. All those secrets are out by the end of the summer where you don't get as much value when you pick those players other than picking them now in June. Right. So now's actually a great time to do it. And underdog fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy football. You draft your team. There's no in-season management. You just set it and forget it. There's optimal score each week. You don't got to worry about the buy or anything like that. And you have a shot at over uh, at $10 million in total prize money with Best Ball Mania 3. So head to underdogfantasy.com or the App Store now and sign up with the promo code Pewter. And Underdog Fantasy is going to match your first deposit up to $100. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy and sign up with the promo code Pewter. You can draft your Best Ball Mania 3 team today. They also have smaller games of $3, $5, $6. If you don't want to go into Best Ball Mania 3, you can just get some friends and family, do your own little league. So you can join the big league. You can join your own league. There's multiple different options. And they got a lot of great prop bets too. You know, you could bet on... The, the lightning game tomorrow, you could pick Stammer to have over three shots and, you know, Chris Kreider to have over two. Uh, you just have to pick at least two picks on uh, opposing teams. But, yeah, make sure you go to underdogfantasy.com and get a chance to win $10 million because unless you're a famous actor or actress or professional athlete, you could probably use $10 million. So uh, I know I could. Make sure yeah. you use that promo code <laughs> pewter when you do. Uh, listen, let's let's uh, let's stick on um, on the offensive side here because I think that's where we're probably most of of what we're going to be looking at right. uh, is, is going to happen. We talked about Tom Brady's return. I think the other thing is is and this is almost sacrilege on my part. Please forgive me, Blaine, for what I'm about to say. As the conductor of the Blaine train, I'm not betraying you. I'm just simply saying that Tom Brady's going to come back. He's going to get his reps in in camp, which he wants and needs, you know, he's been away, um, you know, going to different sporting events, taking his kids to school, all those great things that, that, that he's been doing, but we know what Blaine Gabbert can do. And some of you would say can't do, I get that. But I, I think that <laughs> you're laughing, but it's true. <laughs> um, the, the thing is, is, is this is Kyle Trask's time where he's, and I explained this a little bit, I think in, in the, the Bucks Monday mailbag, Blaine Gabbert has the trust of the coaches to be the number two quarterback. We've already seen Clyde Christensen, you know, kind of admit that Todd Bowles wanted to, you know, do Kyle Trask a favor and say, not so fast. <laughs> We're going to make this notebook competition, but we know that, that Gabbert's going to be, the number two guy. But what, what Trask can do and what he has to do is walk that fine line, Matt, between making enough plays and using practice with, with what practice is supposed to be, which is a lab. It's an experimental lab. It's can I make this tight throw into this tight window? Do I have enough arm strength and velocity to throw you know, this deep out, right? Um, and it's developing chemistry with, with the players. He's got to make enough plays to get himself into that mix to where the coaches say, oh, you know what? We really need to split some reps up between he and Blaine Gabbert in training camp, right? And, and make this more of like a battle for number two. Or what Kyle Trask has to do is say, I, I really I can't go out there and take too many chances and then end up throwing three picks a day each day because then the coaches are going to say, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but man, you turn the ball over a lot and we just can't <laughs> risk that as the number two. So Blaine is the clear cut number two. Kyle, you're going to get like third string snaps and we're going to have Ryan Griffin there just kind of chilling out as the, the fourth string quarterback. So I, I think that what I'd like to see in this week is less Blaine Gabbert. Ooh, nope, that, that's hard <laughs> for me to say. And, and more Kyle Trask. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be, shocked at all if Brady comes back and he gets you know, the lion's share of the reps and then those other reps were to go to Trask over Gabbert for this this three-day um, minicamp. I, I, I think that's probably what would best serve Kyle Trask. And at this point in time, I want to see what the kids got. I want to see exactly how much promise he has. And, and I think at this point, because Ryan Griffin didn't get any reps that we saw, None. During the OTAs. Yeah. So don't make this a, a pie that you're going to cut up three ways. Keep it, 
you know, cut in half. Brady gets the the starters. Then you've got the uh, the young kid getting the other half. That's just how I see it. I was surprised you said that out loud about Blaine. That I know it was hard. Yeah, it was, it was tough. But was Scott, I, Scott, hard. I think you made a fantastic point on Wednesday, where you were you were essentially saying we were talking about how Trask threw some balls that uh, went as PBUs. One should have been intercepted, and you made the point, and you said it here too about practice being a lab, and you got to see where you make the mistakes and, and where you don't make the mistakes. So I thought that yeah. was a great point that everyone should keep in mind uh, for minicamp. This week, and it's funny when you look at this. This, I guess we'll call a competition for QB two. Mm-hmm. Blaine Gabbard is like that local restaurant that's you know near near your house or apartment where you live, yeah. where you know that place. You right. can go there if you want to. Yeah, and that, would, that would be like the, the Wesley Chapel Glory days for me. Exactly, it's like there you like that place. You yeah. know what you're getting, but there's this other place. And that's Kyle Trask. You mm-hmm. might not know if it's better. It may be better. It right. may be worse. And the food can absolutely suck. But you but don't if, know. If I don't eat there, I, exactly. I'm not going to know. You don't yeah. know until you try. But you know yeah. what you're going to get with Blaine Gabbard in that restaurant. Yeah. And I think it's important, too. And Kyle Trask hasn't really gotten this a lot because he was the third string or working with the practice squad. And with mandatory minicamp, presumably everyone will be there. I know Chris Godwin is injured. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see what's up with uh, Russell Gage. But I want to see Kyle Trask work with more than just the undrafted free agents or, you know, <laughs> the, the sixth or seventh wide receivers. Yeah. I want to see, and it might not happen because, again, Brady's going to get most of the work, and if right. he's on a break, then probably the rest of the starters will be right. on a break too. But yeah. I want to watch Kyle Trask throw the ball to Mike Evans. I want to watch Kyle Trask operate with yeah. the best of the best that the Bucks have to offer. Because I know, yeah. like, skill-wise, Kyle Trask is fine. He might not be the elitist right. of the skills. But let's remember, at Florida – he had some grade A talent oh, yeah. with the Gators. And he obviously put them in the best position to succeed. Yeah. And that's why you saw Kyle Pitts, Pitts Tony. All yeah, guys. exactly. So Kyle Trask doesn't need to be the next Tom Brady. He doesn't even need to be a quote unquote elite player. I just right. think with the talent the Bucks have around them. Yeah. Let's give Kyle Trask an opportunity to work with some of the, the great players. We haven't I really agree. seen that too much. And that can help elevate Kyle Trask's game too. Yeah, you know, it could. There's sometimes the throws might not exactly be there. It might not be there throwing to Jalen Darden. And right. I'm still very high on Jalen Darden. Yeah. But that throw could be there when you're throwing it to Mike Evans. You know, right. so you I would know, like you're to right. see a little bit of that. You're right. And uh, we'll see if D. Delaney keeps keeps being the, the top cornerback on the roster. He's been the MVP of, <laughs> yes. of Rock's practice so far this season. Like, without really question, have. it's been yeah. D. Delaney. Uh, so let's let's return to our list here. So we've got uh, the Trask and Gabbert uh, reps as we want to see it. We'll see what happens. We talked about Russell Gage's return. Leonard Fournette being in shape. You know, this is something kind of got like a little bit of wink and nod and a little bit of like inside scoop on this this offseason that the Bucks weren't thrilled with with Fournette's weight at times last year. He's a big man, so he has the ability sometimes to put on a little bit of, of weight. So it'll be interesting to see with him staying away from OTAs, what level of, of weight he shows up at. Is he lean and trim and ready to go, excited about this new contract and making $7 million a year? Because he had a great year last year. He would have had over 1,000 yards rushing, Matt, if he didn't end up getting hurt. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, and we've seen it, even Ryan Jensen admitted it. He became a fat cat. He got that contract reported to to you know the, the team in 2018. And did not have a good year. He was a little bit overweight. Then he trimmed down in 2019, had a much better season, played like the guy that they expected him to be coming from Baltimore. And then, of course, 2020, won a Super Bowl, led him you know, all the way to the Super Bowl, made the Pro Bowl last year. But Ryan Jensen would tell you he did not have a great year. He kind of let that contract get to his head. And I've seen it sometimes with these players. It can work one way or another. And so I'm curious to see what type of – of shape Leonard Fournette shows up in. Remember, last year it was a different story, right? He and Ronald Jones were competing for mm-hmm. that starting job. Now he's essentially been handed to it, handed it to him. And when you're making seven million dollars a year, you you better be the starter, right? You might be uh, called weight loss, Lenny. <laughs> this uh, <laughs> the training camp, depending on what goes. I hear what you're saying, and we spoke about this before. I just think at the end of the day, like Leonard Fournette is a competitor. Like he's a gamer. He likes to go out there and and prove that he's the guy and you know, he's earned it. You know, he, that was a hit to his ego when he got cut by the Jaguars and 
Yeah. And went to the box and wasn't the, you know, the number one guy anymore. Right. We wrote about that a lot on Peter Report. He's talked about it. Bruce Arians talked about it on our show. And um, but now he's the man again. And obviously he went on the great Super Bowl run. We all know right. what went on there. Yeah. Didn't get the, you know, the deal that he expected last offseason. So he had to sign another one year deal with the Bucs. But I still think I don't think the money is going to change Leonard Fournette. I think yeah. he's a guy that is is motivated enough just to want to be a great player. Yeah. I think too, we talked about this before, how Leonard Fournette um, apologized to his fantasy football uh, people that owned him on his fantasy, on their fantasy football teams. He apologized to them because he wasn't performing, not because the bucks weren't doing well. It's just, you know, you have so much talent on this team with Mike Evans, Gronk last year, hopefully this right. year and everyone like that. So he yeah. apologized to them. So I think he wants to do it for himself. He wants to do he it can for write. the fans. And, and he's, he's older, right? With with age comes wisdom and experience. At least you hope that's the case. I think it's the case. Tom Brady, I think, has been a tremendous influence. Yes, that too. Leonard that can't Fournette, be, the professional. That can't be overlooked. I agree. Yeah. So it, we'll get a look at him. And and that'll be interesting to see uh, Lenny and how, how he looks. Yeah, Scott, one last thing about Leonard Fournette. Sure. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. I think, mm-hmm. too, like Todd Bowles is the type of coach, maybe it's more of a defensive thing, too, a defensive-minded coach, where it, it is Leonard Fournette's job. We understand that. We know that. Rashad White is in there. He's a rookie. We're, he's not going to take Leonard Fournette's job. But if Leonard Fournette doesn't bring it, I don't think Todd Bowles will hesitate at all to say, let's give Rashad White more snaps or let's make him the starter, if, if yeah. he proves it, of course. Right. He's not going to blindly yeah. give him the job, but. I don't think Leonard Fournette will rest on his laurels because I agree. If he's slacking, Todd Bowles will not hesitate to change him out. I, I think no, I, I, I definitely agree with you on that part. We talked about Russell Gage's return, Chris Godwin. I'm sure we're going to get an update. Right, this will be our last update officially from Todd Bowles, whether it comes tomorrow or Thursday, whenever he decides to talk about Chris Godwin and where he is. So far, it's kind of been a little bit of, of an elusive. Uh, when, when it comes to describing him, right? There's there's no timetable, right? He's, you know, a, a milestone is when he takes the field again, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's been it's been talking in platitudes and no real concrete uh, measurables in terms of where he's at. I think Chris Godwin's even asked, where are you at? Put a percentage on it. And he wouldn't do that. So it will be interesting to see if we get an update because, you know, once these guys are done, Matt, you're looking at, seven weeks probably before the start of, of training camp. And of course a lot can happen there. And, and, and I really think that, that the best update we've, we've had on Godwin was from Cyril Grace. I mean, <laughs> if, he's, if he's running 19 miles an hour, at least in a straight line, that's good. What, what comes next is cutting, right? Cutting, putting yeah. weight on it, making those wide receiver type moves, but hell running 19 miles an hour on a surgically repaired knee. That's, that's pretty good progress. That's funny. That's exactly here. That's exactly what I was going to say was that uh, Cyril Grayson Jr. gave us the best update about Chris Godwin that we've heard from any player or coach uh, across the board. Do you want to give a shout out real quick to Jim? Thank you for the, I don't know what, it's a $10 super chat, but it's not U.S. I think it's pounds. Thank you, Jim, for the 10 pounds or whatever currency that is. Thank you very much for that. He says, uh, I really appreciate your professionalism, knowledge, and still an entertaining way to conduct your show. Let's get 10,000 subscriptions. Keep on doing the great work, guys. Love from Finland. Thank you so much, Jim. That that was the Finland where I yes. saw that during roll call. So, Jim from Finland, thank you so much for that. Uh, but back to Chris Godwin. He, was, he wasn't practicing, but at the first OTAs about three weeks ago, he wasn't on the field, but he was kind of like where the media was standing to. He had yeah. just looked like he had just finished a workout. He had like a towel right. on his shoulder. And I think it was one of the situations where – he was watching and then realized like, Oh crap. Like the media's here. I probably yeah. <laughs> shouldn't be outside. Right. Right. And, uh, but he was there watching. So we know he's, you know, been at the facility and Cyril Grayson jr. Mentioned that yeah. as well too, obviously watching him run up right. those 19 miles per hour. So we haven't I, seen I mean, him besides that. I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't think we're going to see him again too. And I, unfortunately, I don't think Todd Bowles is going to say anything other than He'll be ready when he's ready. You know? Exactly, yeah. We'll but we'll ask him at least. We'll do our part. Yeah. Um, I think that was either a euro. I think it's a euro. Uh, Whatever Finland currency, currency is. Or, so, yeah. or it's it could be the Finnish marka. But uh, I don't think that's the case anymore because that was the currency up until February 2002 when it ceased to be a legal tender. So I guess the euro replaced the Finnish marka. 
That's your Finland education. Today. Yeah, there you Courtesy go. The we are a uh, we are a Finland podcast. We are, yes. We're America, yeah. Finland, Germany, and if the bus goes back to London, yeah, exactly. Right, where everyone's podcast, wherever the Buccaneers play, we're there. Yeah, <laughs> wherever there are Buccaneer fans, uh, which they're across the, the world watching this podcast, we appreciate that. And uh, we're going to do roll call again next Monday, so make sure you stick around for that. Uh, let's see, let's see where are we on this list. Uh, tight end Kate Otten. All right, what's what's his prognosis? In terms of the recovery, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think there was some talk that he could possibly be ready for the mandatory minicamp. That might just be something I'm imagining, but I am 50, so I'm, I am prone <laughs> to imagination. I'm also prone to forgetfulness, so it could be one or the other. But at some point in time, we're going to see Kate Otten. It could be tomorrow, or it could be training camp, but I think it's one or the other. And I'm, I'm not sure what he said, but this was a, a guy that had uh, ankle surgery, I want to say, in November back in Washington. He missed the last couple of games with an ankle injury, so he's still recovering from that. And we asked him about it the last time we spoke to him, and he said he's been doing some football things and workouts, but he's been wearing that cap and, and not participating during the OTAs. So whenever you have a cap and no helmet, that's that's that means you're injured. So we'll see. When we see Kate Odden, it might be this this week. It might be training camp. But if it's not this week, it will be training. Yeah, he's been spending a lot of time with Grant Stewart. Uh, Grant Stewart hasn't really practiced either. Right. For whatever reason, they are always standing right next to each other. Even like when the guys are stretching and stuff, yeah. and everyone's around. So I haven't seen him. I am very excited to see what Odden can do, though, because and we'll see what happens with Gronk. And we all expect Gronk to be back. But, you know, outside of camp, right, it's. You know, you have a couple undrafted free agents and, and Kate Odden and uh, Cody McElroy as well, too. But Odden's going to have an opportunity to not be the number one tight end, but yeah. be a third string tight end and make some contributions to the offense this year. So um, not that often where you get a player picked, you know, on day three, right, where they get a big opportunity like that. But I think Kate Otten will. So, you know, the sooner he can get out there, the better. Exactly. And then I think the other thing, the last thing on, on the offense uh, that, that I'm curious to see, and, and again, not taking any shots here whatsoever, it's just, that being a big guy, Donovan Smith, there have been some times where he's been uh, a little heavy. Last year, and this is a picture from last year, he, he's a big guy. He's not going to be some svelte left tackle. He's a three three thirty plus guy. Uh, that's just how you know who he is. He's a dancing bear. He's got athleticism galore. That's why he's a second round pick. Um, he's one of the, the better left tackles in the game. And I thought the last two years with Tom Brady. He's really stepped up his game. And I think Brady has affected Donovan Smith maybe even more so than anybody else in terms of just one player. And Smith has taken his game to the next level. Yeah, he struggled a little bit against Von Miller. He wasn't the only one that struggled against Von Miller <laughs> last year. Uh, but Donovan Smith, I, I think, really came to, to camp in great shape, and I thought he had a, a really good year. And I think that the numbers from Pro Football Focus, I believe, bear that out. Not the holy grail when it comes to grading offensive linemen, but a, a good resource. But uh, still, we haven't seen Donovan Smith. Sometimes bigger guys, we've seen Vita Vea show up, and he's got to shed some weight for sure. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see uh, if, if Smith is going to pick up from where he left off from a conditioning standpoint, from a play level standpoint. This is a big year for Donovan Smith, right? He's He's going to be angling for a new contract here. Uh, sooner rather than later, and I'm I'm curious just to see how he how he looks. I'm not really too concerned about Donovan Smith. I think he's a true professional. He's you know an Iron Man in this game. He, he is hasn't missed a game. He plays injured all the time. Oh, I shouldn't say all the time, but he's played hurt. Like I remember again earlier in the show, I was talking about when I first started at Peter Report. I remember right. like early on, he suffered a bad injury in training camp where we didn't know. I think it was the New Orleans game with Fitz going off. Mm -hmm. where we didn't know if he was going to be ready by the beginning of the season, but he was able to shake it off and obviously went out there and did his thing. And he's another player. Yes, he's looking for that next contract, but he also earned the big payday uh, a couple right. of seasons ago. So, you know, he's a player that, again, he got the money. He still played at an all-time level. And sure, Tom Brady is the ultimate motivating factor because everyone wants to play well for him. But, you know, offensive line, again, not you're never going to worry about Tristan Wirfs other than, his uh his ankle but he looked he looked pretty good you know yep. shadow shadow boxing i'll call it with joe yep. Ryan Shoenka. not Matt, really word yeah i was gonna Go say ahead. whenever you and i are on news always tends to break now this is this does not really have anything to do with the buccaneers yet 
but they will be playing this guy and this team again this year. Whoa. Ian Rappaport, uh, sources tell him, the Rams have reworked all-world defensive tackle Aaron Donald's three remaining years of his contract to give him a massive $40 million raise through 2024, making him the highest-paid non-quarterback in NFL history at age 31. He gets $95 million now through 2024. So I think that's an average of something like $30 million a year, making him the highest-paid non-quarterback in the league and he deserves it. I mean, you know, Super Bowl champion, the first Hall of Famer. Probably should have won Super Bowl MVP too. Uh, he made yeah. all the big plays at the end when the voting was was already done. I hate that man. I hate that. <laughs> it doesn't I, I understand like media has to like go downstairs and, and right. all that stuff. But it's, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like like with the Pro Bowl, right? And and honestly, I hope they just do away with the Pro Bowl altogether. The game itself is is just a shell of its former self. It's awful. Yeah. But 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 why are you doing your your Pro Bowl balloting and voting with like three games left in the season? Why don't you legitimately wait until the end of the season? What happens if if some running back runs for a pair of two hundred yard games, right, and ends up being the leading rusher? And you know you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's those types of things. What if somebody goes on a sack streak and picks up six sacks over the last three games, and now they're the, the sack leader with sixteen sacks, but you know, they only had 10 before and they didn't get the Pro Bowl, but votes, I don't know. It's just crazy. I, I, I don't agree. understand. I don't, I don't understand why, why, why baseball and hockey do the All-Star game halfway through the season. I know they're <laughs> looking for an event, but yeah. what ha what about the guys like in the second half of the season that step up? I don't know. No, I agree. It's a, it's a good point. And I think, too, you know, everyone has a cell phone today, so yeah. you could just do it by the phone. So it right. doesn't matter whether you're in the press box or – downstairs or wherever you just do it yeah. by the phone and you know, it seems easier that way but good for aaron donald obviously he's earned it as you said he, he's a great player and yeah. um we thought he was going to play this year anyway so it doesn't really change right much from the the buck standpoint they're still going to have to block him well <laughs> where it's going to change is is aaron donald's financial picture that's for sure and yep. boy if if i'm aaron donald and i got all that money there's only one place i'm calling folks and that's a muni financial at Amuni Financial, we help you live in the now. Congratulations. We're so happy Thank for you. you. Thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today. Amuni Financial. Plan ahead. Stay ahead. I'll tell you, Aaron Donald could pretty much buy the state of Colorado with how much money. <laughs> um, but listen, uh, whether you're Aaron Donald and, and have you know ninety-five million dollars coming to you, or you're just trying to save uh, up to a quarter million, a half million for your retirement, uh, or maybe your kid's college, uh, and, and you, you want to start a, a college savings account, there's one place to do it, folks. Do what I did. Call Immuni Financial. Talk to David, talk to Mark. Those are some great people. they got a great team there that can help you plan ahead and stay ahead when it comes to your finances. Managing your family's wealth means more to Immuni Financial than simply allocating your assets. It's legacy planning, brokerage and advisory services, retirement accounts, college savings accounts, insurance services, 40 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, and folks that can help you across the country too. Let Immuni Financial help you plan ahead and stay ahead. Give them a call like I did. 1-800-868-6864, or visit them on the web at Immuni Financial. Aaron Donald's already out west, so he's I know. right over there. <laughs> he's closer to Colorado than we are. Yeah, um, We're close to wrapping up this show, but before we get out of here, we have a couple of, of uh, newsy things here on the, the defensive side. A couple of of, uh, of items we're going to be looking for. One of them, Matt, is, is getting Akeem Hicks, the first look in red and pewter. See, see how he looks. He's a massive man, 6'5". 335 he's he's a big dude yeah i wonder uh they haven't announced what number he's gonna wear and there's not too many 90s available on the roster do they give him 93 i mean they gave jpp's number to logan hall do they give yeah. him gerald Ooh. mccoy and Dominican sue's number yeah <laughs> well wasn't steve mcclendon 96 
McClendon was 96. Okay. So yeah, so, he could go with that. Yeah. I, so I, I think he's probably gonna stick with 96. That That's my guess. But wouldn't it be badass if he like just had like says uh, I'm gonna be number five? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking a single digit number. <laughs> yes. You know, I love that. I love single, especially in college when you've got you know some big old nose tackle, some fat ass who's like three thirty. He's got like number, you know, two. <laughs> yeah, it would. It'd be funny if if he's like, yeah, you know, my favorite number is nine, but I couldn't wear that in the NFL until this year, so I'm just right. number nine. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like well, I mean, Joe Tryon Shoenka would have yeah, some deep Right. Yeah. But, but yeah, the other thing too is, is uh, Akeem Hicks was, was a leader, right, in Chicago. And, and I think when you look at, at upgrades, we talked about this last week. I'm not going to belabor the point, but you're talking about a huge upgrade when you go from Steve McClendon to Akeem Hicks, right? And I think that upgrade is huge. And that could make up for any type of differential that's maybe, you know, listen, there's going to be a learning curve. For, for Logan Hall. He's not going to step in the game sure. and, and be as, as good as Ndamukong Sue, who has played for over a decade and knows the tricks of the trade and all that stuff. Is he going to be faster and more athletic? Yes. But experience counts for something. So I think any deficit in that exchange between Ndamukong Sue and, and, and Logan Hall, you're going to make up for that when Akeem Hicks is in the game because he's just going to be a better version of Steve McClendon, who got you know a lot of rotational snaps in the mix as well. Yeah, I'm curious to see, and we're obviously not going to find this out like right away at minicamp, more of a training camp answer where yeah. we'll find it out. But just what that rotation is going to be, is Logan Hall definitively the number one guy? I, I know we talked about a lot, too, that, you know, Logan Hall is more of the replacement for Ndamukong Sue, not mm-hmm. Keem Hicks. Hicks is more of a Will Golston type of player, or just where he lines up in yeah. that stature. So, you know, will he be the number one guy? Will Hicks, you know, split it, you know? Yeah. whether it's 55, 45, or, mm-hmm. you know, right down the middle. So that'll be fun to see. Of course, Hicks going up against Ryan Jensen. I think it's right. going to be awesome. Or uh, Luke Gedeke or Aaron yeah. Stinney or Shaq Mason. You know, I think those in the trenches matchups yeah. will will be great too. Because, you know, players always complain that they don't like – that's why they love joint practices so much because you're not hitting your own guy. Right. You're, you're going up against other people. And they say like, oh, you know, it gets monotonous of going up against your own teammates. Well, yes, they are teammates. They are – new to each other though so i think you'll get a little more like intense competition with a new guy on the team that's obviously established in the league but yeah probably wants to you know get some recognition as a as a good player here in tampa bay so i think that'll be fun and then the last story a lot of the stories we've had is more on the offensive side of the ball understandably so defense not as much but you know it doesn't seem like levante david is going to be at otas he's still recovering uh sorry mandatory minicamp still recovering from that uh, foot injury that he suffered last season and obviously limited him in the playoffs. So that means KJ Britt will be the guy at inside linebacker lining yeah. up next to Devin White. And, you know, we saw Britt pretty much take command during OTAs because Devin White was only there for one practice. Right. And a lot of the coaches in place, like Devin White gave a raving review of, of KJ Britt. Todd Bowles spoke very glowingly of him too. And he played, I, I thought he played well. Granted, it's OTAs. There's no shoulder pad or, you know, padding and helmets. And right. there are helmets, but you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's one thing when you're going up against Blaine Gabbard and Kyle Trask. Now you're going up against Tom Brady and, right. you know, all the other starters. So this is a, this is a, and training camp uh, again, too, we'll see more of this, but this is a big opportunity for KJ Britt to it really solidify because the Bucks can decide, all right, maybe we're not totally sold on KJ Britt being a number three. And that's where you get a veteran linebacker that gets signed right before training camp, right. whether they go back to Kevin Minter, whether they go in like another direction, they could still bring in a veteran inside linebacker. But if they yeah. trust KJ Britt enough, if he has a good practice over these next three days, uh, it could be his job for the taking. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and you know, th- that could be the, f- the future at, at the linebacker position. I'm not ready to make that claim yet. I mean, there's a huge drop-off from Le- Levante David to K.J. Britt, especially in, in terms of athleticism. But Britt has a chance to prove us wrong, and we'll see. I mean, if the Buccaneers end up getting a starting caliber linebacker, and he doesn't have to be an all-world player like Levante David. Yeah. Uh, you know, Shelton Quarles played for 10 years in Red and Pewter, went to the Pro Bowl one time. That was as, uh, as the middle linebacker in the Super Bowl year great year to do it but <laughs> but uh but you know he was a steady eddie and sometimes you need that you need at least a b player right and the thing is is you want a players across the board but you can't find a players every year you only have so many draft picks you only have so much cap room but 
if you can, you know, if if KJ Britt can prove himself as a B player, then he is a player that will that, that could end up starting and replacing for Levante David whenever David, you know, decides to hang him up or or the time has come. And and then maybe, you know, you're on the lookout for that A linebacker to team with Devin White. But in, in the meantime, you have a B, but like you said, this is a big, big camp. And also, Matt, you also pointed out in our, our pregame uh, talk that this is really the first time we're going to see the entire defense together. We've seen Carlton Davis here, but then, you know, gone. Same with Sean Murphy Bunting. We've seen Shaq Barrett at a practice and then gone. And same with Joe Tryon Shoenka. Vita Vea wasn't there. Then he mm-hmm. was. So this would be the first time we've seen the entire Bucks defense together for a practice. And, and then you're throwing the mix KJ Britt as, as that quote unquote new starter while Levante David's still in the mend. Right. It's an opportunity for Britt to go against number ones on offense, but also to work with, with all the starters. He yeah. hasn't done too much of that. And I, I'm excited to see that as well too, just for the whole defense. Cause I think this is going to be a bounce back year for the defense. And not that the yeah. defense was bad, but to the expectations that yeah. they themselves have, and we uh, we as viewers watching them, yeah. I think we expected a little bit more yeah. from the Bucks defense well, last year. So many injuries at the cornerback yes. position. So many times it was just like, hang on, right? It was just like, yeah. and hang again, on, like, do what you got to do to survive rather than thrive. And I think if everyone's healthy, this is one of those years where you get a lot of players in contract years. Sean Murphy Bunting, Jamel Dean, Mike Edwards, right? Those are all guys mm-hmm. that are – in contract years, Devin White's going to have two years to show what he's got for his next contract. Levante David entering a contract year. So it's a big year for a lot of players on defense, no doubt about it. Without question, like 100%. And I just think, too, again, like their defense was okay. But we talked about earlier in the show where they made Trevor Simeon look like a Pro Bowl quarterback. Yes. And not, not like the seventh, yeah. not the seventh Pro Bowl quarterback that got asked right. because Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers declined right. like a legit <laughs> Pro Bowl. Yeah, and Heineke like, in Washington too. You know, I mean, yeah, and they lost that. Carson game. Wentz looked good for a half. I mean, yeah, and then Antoine Jr. got the pick, and it changed yeah, everything. <laughs> exactly. Well, folks, everything's going to change tomorrow because I, I'm I'm not kidding, Matt. I mean, today was a fantastic show. It really was. I, I got a feeling tomorrow is going to be the best podcast we've ever done because we're going to see Tom one, Brady. Man. We're going to tell you all about it. So make sure that you stay tuned for Pewter Reports. Uh, podcast tomorrow. We're going to have our mini camp wrap up from day one and make sure that you're subscribing to Peter Report TV on our YouTube channel and hitting that like button on our videos. That really helps us out. For Matt Matera, I'm Scott Reynolds. We'll be back tomorrow at four o'clock for another edition of the Peter Report podcast.